the restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's going on, guys? How are you? Nick Calgaramitros, host of the Paper Trails Podcast. And this is episode 15 of our second season. Um, and I'm super pumped uh, to have Will on with us from Stomp, Chomp, and Roll, right? Oh, yeah. um, and so we're here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And what I guess that's the umbrella company to Flying Biscuit, Pizza Peel, and Improper Pig. Um, and uh, we met through some mutual friends yep. and uh, had a conversation several weeks ago. And we wanted to talk about um, the food industry, entrepreneurship, how you got into the scene, um, and every part of that. The right. good, the struggle, the awesome, the benefits, um, the things that you're learning about business today. And so uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, and so um, I guess let's uh, maybe start in the beginning. How, how did you get into the food industry? How did you even start? You know, obviously you have a couple of different concepts. And so, but where did it all begin? Where, are you from Charlotte? Um, since fourth grade. So okay. uh, my dad's from Morganton, North Carolina. Okay, up the so, road. Yep, he was in the furniture business, ended up moving up north with the furniture business, had my brother in Detroit, had me in Chicago, got sick of the winters, like started looking to get back down south. So okay. um, that's when he started looking into franchising Okay, and Burger King was expanding at that point. So that was the late 70s. Um, and so he ended up becoming a Burger King franchise. So from furniture to Burger King. Yep. How 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 did that even how like did it's he a, have? Yeah, it's a great story in itself because he was making back then. He was like he was a salesman. Yeah. And just driving the roads, you know, Chicago, Detroit, all up north. But he just got sick of the winters. But yeah, he was making good, really good money. Sure. Um, for that time frame, but uh, they wanted to get back down south. Badly. Okay. So, um, he just started looking into different franchises. And Burger King, like I said, was ex- looking to expand, so it seemed like a great opportunity. Did he, did he have an interest in the food business, or it just so happened that like that was? But he was interested in franchising. Uh, I think he was. I'd have to ask him directly, but he was just interested in getting back down south. Okay. What could get him back down south? Okay. The franchise business, I guess, was a model that he had looked at. I don't know. That's a great question that I'll ask him. Like okay. what? What exactly? Why? How many franchises he looked into? Interesting. I just took it from the yeah. Okay, Burger so King was the first one. So. Okay, so how so how was that? That was great. He's still a franchisee up, up until now. Okay, um, they've got about twenty three or so uh, to twenty eight different locations. Wow. Um, that they've grown over okay. the, over time. Um, so yeah, is I that, started in Albemarle, North Carolina. That, that was our, our, our neck of the woods. Yeah, that was the first BK. So he trained in the one in um, Salisbury. Okay. That's where he trained. That's where I uh, live. Yeah, okay. So then uh, from there, late 70s, we they went down there, opened up the Burger King. So my early memories, because my mom would work the day shift, my dad would night. And so after school, we lived in Burger King. Like we'd go to Burger King, hang out, and then my, dad, my mom would take us home. and. So I grew up, like I said, in Burger King. <laughs> that's, that's so funny, Will, you say yeah. that. That's exactly how I felt growing up in restaurants, too. I mean, I remember literally seven, nine, 11 years old, like, you know, you know, playing with my brother, tic-tac-toe, drawing yeah. in the office. We had a small little office, or we'd be out front in the corner in the back or something, you know. Yeah. Um, that's so interesting. You birthday say that. party, like that's where I had my birthday party. I can remember when you say that. I can, that brings up a story for me. I can remember my brother finding a green snake 
and we brought it in and we were just playing with it at the table in Burger King and he's like, gotta go on the show. <laughs> you know, people are like, what? <laughs> I just, you know, that's a memory I remember. I love that. Here's oh, here's God. a story for you. We were, we were, I think it was like Sunday after church. We were going, we went to the restaurant and we were playing and somehow we were wrestling around and I think my cousin grabbed my brother's shoe and threw it and it landed in the lady's clam chowder. I'm like, out of all places, right. the, the shoe lands. Like, it, I mean, I remember uh, probably the beating we took for that one, but. Yeah. Um, was it the red or the white? No. It was uh, the white. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's so funny. Yeah. Okay, so uh, grew up, grew, grew up, up in the restaurants. Grew up, I mean, breaking down boxes, picking up cigarette butts, chewing gum, scraping it from the drive-thru. You know, yeah. that, was, that was our job. And then I got tall enough to work the drink station and drive-thru. Nice. So that was where it was at because I could have one and you serve one. So I was like, I'm tall enough. I can work this. So I love that. That was the Burger King. And then from there, um, Albemarle, we moved to Florence, South Carolina because my dad started with the one BK and then picked up three there. Okay. Um, and then we moved to Charlotte when I was in fourth grade. Okay. And so I've been in Charlotte ever since. So. Cool. What's, what's something that you learned from working in Burger Kings, seeing dad own Burger Kings, you yeah. know, I don't know. Is there anything that you learned from that? Like that oh, model yeah, franchising? Like what's something that, you know, uh, from the model of franchising for like with Burger King, they give you a great, like, you know, they support you a lot in a lot of different ways. So I think it's, I think it works. Um, I personally think I, I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do you franchise something? But then, that that with the restaurants that everyone makes money instead of just the people at the top. So I'm trying to figure like how you do that piece. Gotcha. Um, but the franchising business, yeah. I mean, I just grew up. I, what I learned the most uh, was just hard work in any business. So, yeah. You know, you learn hard work. It's just you know. Yeah, that's the common. It's a lot of getting your hands dirty and people see like, oh, that place. You know, even in the restaurant business. Oh my God, look, they're busy. They're crushing it. Da, da, yeah. da, but they don't see the the hard work that goes in from everyone. Yeah. You know, everyone, you know, everyone that's working in the restaurant business. That's so Especially true. Especially in COVID right now, you know? Yeah, that's so true. I mean, that is pulling extra shifts, pulling extra hours. Yeah. It's whatever it takes. I was just telling Darius, you know, last week I was on the truck, literally delivering one of my yeah. guys, you know, when my driver's dad passed away and, you know, yeah. my backup driver wasn't fully trained yet. I was like, you know what? Guess what? You know, 12 years in, you know, Nick's hopping on a truck and delivering products to Hickory and yeah. Winston and Charlotte and, you know, so, um, okay, cool. So you grew up that fourth grade, Charlotte, and then what you, you knew you want to get in the food business or how, how did, how did how that the food business come along? Well, um, my parents are really good cooks too. My mom's okay. always amazing cooking everything. And my dad favorite was, dish is what for mom? Uh, probably the barbecue chicken. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. Okay. But, All right. Uh, but there's so many like great dishes that she does. I'm like, sure. Uh, uh, I'm yeah, sure. She's great. And my dad's the griller. So um, always got into it. And then I went to College of Charleston. Okay. Um, once I left here and was down there and was studying for about a year and a half and looking at a business degree. But then I was like, you know what? There's just something about the restaurant business that I'm going to probably get into it. I don't know the... I didn't really have a dream of like, oh, this is what I want to do, da, da, da. But I was like, that's probably what I'm going to get into. Gotcha. So I transferred over to Johnson Wales down there, did okay. their program. Um, and then came back here to Charlotte for a little bit. Uh, lived up in New Jersey for a year or so. When uh -huh. I came back to Charlotte at that point, I worked at Mimosa Grill for a while. Okay. And then uh, just still, doing still everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, doing everything uh, in the kitchen. 
So after that, moved up to New Jersey, spent a year and a half. Was Mimosa, was Mimosa where you learned a lot of your, so that was your first job after college, after Johnson & Wales? Uh, yeah, that was, well, all through college, I worked at a suit shop at um, 319 Men. Okay. Which is a suit, it was probably one of my but best. Your first food job, your first, first food, food one. Yeah, outside of uh, Burger King, the rest working, you know. So what was that experience 15, like? 16. Did it was great. I love kitchen, you know, I like the, I'm a doer, so I like to like just organizing prep and saute or grill or just like learning all that. It, it's very hands-on, which I love enjoy, it. so. Okay, great, so then New Jersey. Learning great food, um, quality food. Uh, yep, then moved up to Jersey. Uh, worked for a gentleman named Tim Schaefer. He's the brew chef. He's big. Uh, he actually has moved since down here. Okay. Um, uh, but anyways. He, I think he's working with Primal Brewery now, I believe. But uh, worked up there in Jersey for a year and a half, right outside New York City, um, working in restaurants. Then from there, came back down. Uh, a friend of mine that was actually the pastry chef at Mimosa okay. Grill. Um, he and I, before I left, I would go in early and just learn how to do baking because I was plating his desserts when I was working salad station. I was like, oh my God, these things are awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna come in and start learning like, how, how this is done, so I would come in. So just out of pure in, just inquisitive, you wanting to learn, you came in extra yeah. hours. Yeah, on my own time, just cause like, yeah. I wanna like, and like this past two weekends ago, I did a cake for my uh, assistant director of operations, you know, so I did his wedding cake, which is cool, based off of just learning that and knowing like, hey, here, I'm serving these things, they're amazing, I wanna know how to make them. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a tip in that, I mean, for anybody watching this, I mean, you know, there's there's no lack of just opportunities to learn if you just yeah. if you just want it bad enough, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're you know, they're no, in front of us all the time. All the time, yeah. you know, and you don't have to get paid for it. If if you want to learn bad enough, yeah. you can just go on your own time and shadow and just yeah. be a protege to somebody that is a master at something. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I yeah, love art. That. I'll show you after this. I, you can have a, I made a chocolate cake too, a five layer chocolate cake that we call the mood enhancer. So uh -huh. I do a chocolate mousse between devil's food cake, five layer, and then I make a dark, I use semi-sweet chocolate for the mousse and uh -huh. then dark chocolate for the ganache. So it's ganache too. But those are the tips that like, I, I mean, learned. You don't have to twist my arm for dessert. So, yeah. you know? <laughs> All right. But yeah, okay, just so learn, learning that. Okay. And so then actually when I moved back down to New Jersey, uh, I'm from North Carolina, New Jersey, the, per the lady I was dating at the time, she was moved overseas um, okay. with Maersk, a shipping company. Okay. So, and my brother was living in London. So I was like, well, I didn't want to be like in Denmark. So, but London, I was like, this will be perfect. Um, and so I tried to, I went over and visited my brother and then uh, tried to get, I went into a couple of restaurants and they're like, we're not, we can't get a work visa for someone from the States. Cause we, you know, we gotta, we gotta hire out of here. He's like, you're not gonna, it's gonna be super hard. Yeah. So ended up coming back to the States after that. And that was in 2000. Um, so I was over there for a few weeks. Uh, I spent the millennium over there. That was pretty crazy. Nice. But um, anyways, Why, Y2K. yeah, exactly. Watch <laughs> out, we're still going. This works. <laughs> Is this mic on? Anyways, so yeah, came back, uh, opened up Bellini's desserts with the patient chef. So okay. we were doing caterings too, but we also, at that point, um, Dean and DeLuca's had gotten had closed down their um, 
Phillips Place okay. Bakery, and they yep. started sourcing things out. So we started doing stuff for Phillips Place, and then from there we went to all five of their Dean and Luca locations, as well as we did um, different restaurants in Charlotte. Okay, their, their desserts like Red Box Cafe. We did stuff for them. They had we did stuff for Harpers. Yeah, and then we do wedding cakes, and then also having the food background, we do caterings as well. So. Now, did you know that you wanted to start? How did the dessert idea happen? Like, is that something that you, you had thought about? You were like, hey, we should do it. Was it? Uh, it came from uh, coming back, and I worked at that point too. With back when I came back, I worked at Bistro One Hundred, which uh -huh. was uptown. Okay. Um, that was a uh, they had restaurants in Chicago. Very nice place okay. right there um, in the buildings. But uh, anyways, that's Levy Group. Okay. But um, worked with the pastry chef because I was like, I'm just gonna get part time hours as I'm trying to see if I can work in London. Okay. So I was working with him, working with him, and then when the London thing didn't come back, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to leave this. You wanna, let's do something on our own. So okay. that just kinda, that just kinda happened. Okay, kind of more uh, of an organic like. Yeah, I mean, we literally re rented a U-Haul and went up to Bowery Street, the Bowery, up in New York, cause at that time, equipment, right? We, we went there, took a U-Haul, Got all our equipment and headed back down. I love that. <laughs> I got a I pizza oven from the Bowery down in, you know, like, <laughs> I think we got, we took, I think we ended up having like 20, 20 or $30,000, $25,000 to spend on it. So yeah. we got ovens and we got some mixers and brought it back and we were in a place over off of um, Shopton Road. Okay. So we were in the back of a warehouse. The front part of the warehouse was a, um, they did all the vending machines. Okay. So they supplied vending machines and they're a company out of Columbia. But yeah, so we just literally had this little hut in the back that was a kitchen that was already there that had a walk-in and a walk-in freezer. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we started doing desserts and delivering, which is good because we're close to the airport. And what, what did you learn from that venture? Like what did you learn from like desserts, like that, that whole thing? Um, just more, uh, I would say, I'm an everyday learner, so just learning all the time, and whether it's you know you're you're dealing with people and delivering their desserts, and the thing with patience, I would say number one, because with mm. desserts, right, you're working the saute line, you're going to work in the grill, you're working, you mess up, whatever, I got you, boom, ten minutes. Next later. one, yeah. Desserts, you sitting there cutting that cake, and you're like, shit, I cut that into fourteen when it's supposed to be twelve. And then it's you're done. Like, it's done. <laughs> I can't take it to my customer. Like, yeah, I know you usually get it in twelve, but I messed up in fourteen. Then you're just going, okay, well that just took uh, probably fifteen hours of work. Because I, what we used to do is we we'd make them in batches. So um, you do like fifteen or so at the time. So if it was the last one, you're like, ah. So yeah, I would say patience, delivering. I mean, in the back of the car, delivering all these desserts when it's ninety-five degrees out in the summertime. You got to stop at four places before you get a refrigerator truck. So patience and hustling. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So you're doing desserts. Yep. Then what's the next progression? Where, next where... progression from there is that business, uh, uh, my business partner and I just had some things that happened, which happens with people. Yeah. Um, so uh, he was the pastry chef and Bellini's, his, his name, last name was Bellini. Okay. So, and he's still a pastry chef, um, but he, uh, we were just not seeing eye to eye. So I was like, well, I'll just go back to Burger King and start working there. Cause I know I have something I can, you know, fall back on, fall yeah. back into, okay. you take it. Uh, <clears throat> what ended up that I did that. And then that didn't work out, um, for him. So he ended up trying to close it down, but my name was on the lease. 
So I ended up going back into that and getting the customers, sitting down with customers going, I know we said we're closing, but we're not. And I'm here to deliver, just knowing that I gotta pay rent. Like, uh, you know, surprise, exactly. So, you know, there again, just figuring it out. Like, I think that's the, all these lessons for me have been just figuring out what that next, you can do anything. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, there's- Stay open to something and it's there. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that because, you know, you're not sure what obstacles that any business is gonna, you know, like right now it's a supply issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last year was COVID, Uh, whatever. I mean, we were joking about it earlier, you know, but like the Y2K thing, I mean, like whatever. I mean, you don't know what exactly is gonna happen. So you, you have to be very solution focused and you have to be very, you know, I mean, complaining about something about that, okay. How are we going to fix it? Yeah. Right? You slice into 14, it's supposed to be 12s. Okay, what are we doing? Yeah. How, how can we fix the next batch? How fast can that happen? You know, keep Without it. blame, because yeah. that's what I find so important. You know, like, not blaming who did, you know, I'm just like, like you said. It is what it is. Let's go. We got to go. Because, yeah. you, you know, that's already done. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, over. Right, it's, it's over. It's over. You know? So, why? Yeah. So, yeah. No. I want to close it down, but my, my, my name is on the lease. Okay. I can't believe I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It happened. It happened. Okay, so so you took it back over. Took it back over. So you're back in the mix. You're back in the like you know trying to get that business where it needs to be. Hiring a few people on some of the people that were still there, trying to figure it out. Uh, At that point, um, we were we were doing stuff again still with Red Rocks, Harpers, Harpers ended up taking over. Um, We were doing their desserts and stuff for them, and then they we turned it into crumbs bakery from Bellini's to Crumbs, which was one of Harper's things, because Harper's restaurant group had the mimosa upstream, um, obviously the Harper's um, concept and a few other concepts that have opened and closed. But uh, so yeah, we were doing stuff for them and then they they wanted to do breads for all their locations. So um, that's kind of how that all occurred. So they took over the lease, good, move on. Uh, from there, I got into. Okay, so you, so you, you kind of wiped your hands clean to that one. Yeah, good. Break, you know, move on, uh, and got into. What, what, what years is that? Like, what years is this whole? Uh, uh, two thousand to. I mean, all of this span is two thousand to twenty. Uh, two thousand and four, two thousand and five. So it's a four or five year thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, between okay. opening the dessert opening the place, doors going to actually, BK, going back, yeah, yeah. So Harper's takes it over, yeah. And then what's, what's your next project? What are you uh, working on? Mama Fusa Katsuol. So okay, yeah. And I'm thinking, I was just thinking back, so that now that you put it in time frame. So what did I learn in that time frame? Was just that too, learning yet again the business side of things and how to keep something running and what you got to do and what you got to focus on to you know make it all work yeah it's not like oh this is the answer yeah there's there's like here oh here oh here oh here oh here here you know that that you're always just yeah there's there's a lot of you know um i think people sometimes maybe are one-dimensional when they see a business and they think oh i'm just making a cake well you know there's also a business side to it where you know you have to price it out and create margin and you know find your help where's you know yeah. where's that factoring in and then yeah. banking business accounts accounting are you doing it are you hiring somebody out like there's so much behind mm-hmm. that um there that there is you know for you, know, you do need time to learn every aspect of that you know what i mean yeah, 100%. um okay awesome so um I, usually, I mean i was doing quickbooks you know on my excel you know just 
Learning how that works. Invoices, because we would deliver invoice and then payments. Sure. Like Dean and DeLuca wouldn't pay you for like three weeks. And you're like, wow. I need some money. <laughs> really? <laughs> you don't pay me for three weeks? And I need cash. I just, I just work from six in the morning to like 12 at night, you know, five weeks straight and I don't get paid. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, and, it, and it goes to show you how important cash flow is in the business. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think that's something that I nobody get, thinks yeah. about is just cash flow and terms and how that works. And so yeah. I, mean, I remember really early on in our business, the same thing. I remember, you know, being maybe having 50 customers and this is like, man, like we're at, we're, at, we're struggling, you know, uh, paying these bills. And it's like, we picked up 20 new customers and then it, it's just, it's, just, it's, it's like a wheel, like, like a cog wheel. Yeah. Every, at every, at every time there's kind of like a little plateau where once you outgrow that, okay, whew, now, now we're okay. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. um, Okay, awesome. So what? Uh, so what's, Mama Foods. Mama yeah. Foods. Yeah, Mama Foods Asian. Mama Foods. Yeah. Okay. So that was a franchise. Okay. Um, at that point, uh, Moe's Southwest Grill, if you're familiar with them. Yeah. My dad had partnered with a gentleman, uh, John White, up in Raleigh with, uh, with doing some of the Moe's. Okay. Um, and the Moe's market, Nick Smith was here and already had Moe's on lockdown pretty much. And um, so then that same uh, franchisor came up with the Mama Foods idea, which was fast, casual Asian food, okay. wok cooking. Um, so went down to uh, Atlanta to take a look at it because my dad was like, hey, these most things are doing well, you know, check it out. And uh, so went down there and looked at it and I never had cooked there again. I'm like a sucker for cooking something new. I never walk cooked before, and I was like, this would be really cool. And the food's really good. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the version, if you're familiar with, um, have you ever heard of Payway or yes. P.F. Chang's? Yeah, yeah. So P.F. Chang's had Payway, which is their like fast casual concept, and Mama Foods was similar to that. Okay. So that's the kind of thing. Great food, uh, really good. So you opened Mama Foods? Opened Mama Foods, the one at Cotswold. Um, okay. There was already one on, uh, uh, Parktown, okay. across from Park Road Shopping Center. Um, so what was that like? It was great. We had fun doing it, um, learning walk cooking and running a fast casual concept. Okay. Yep. You know? So yet again, another business uh, figuring out the business. And you Food had- cost, uh, every, you know, employees, managers, you know, how much we're paying. It's hourly composed compared to um, like a full service restaurant where yeah. at least your front of the house staff is 213. Well, here you are. So just figuring out businesses, uh, ordering, you know, invoicing, you, checking did, all your food. Did you like invoices. that? Like, did you like Mama Food? I mean, yeah. having a Burger King background, different style, was it good, yeah. better, is it the same? You know? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it was the same. It was a franchise. The support, I would say, was different than what you could get from Burger King because it was brand new. Gotcha. So gotcha. They that were, makes sense. You know, they were very small. They only had a small team of people. Gotcha. Um, so, so you were there, you had that for how, you had that, is it still there? Uh, no, that was 10 years. We had that for 10 years. Cool. And then once that was up, that's when we flipped it into the improper pig. Okay. That was the first pig that occurred, um, was that in that Mama Foods location because my lease came up. Okay. So I had two five-year options. I was like, well, the Mama Foods was a good business, but it never, it was all, it was, it was, always broke even or lost a little bit, not, not nothing that was like, okay. Crazy profitable or yeah. anything, okay. And then, so it needed a new, uh, and you know, so at that point I was like, well, I'm not gonna, if I can save seven cents of every dollar, cause that was what I paid them. Yeah. Um, but the franchise was like, if I can save that, then that allows me to 
have an extra GM yeah. or, or an extra a manager in the system. I'd rather pay it for that. Yeah. So that's kind of like, we'll do our own thing and do the improper pig. So improper pig, that location was the very first store that you did that was non-franchise? No. So after that, that was, I was just giving it 10 years. So oh, okay, okay, after okay. Mama Foo's, we ended up opening a Moe's up at North Lake Mall. Okay. So we did that. Um, that did well. Uh, it was, you know, a new place in the beginning. So had Moe's and then um, Flying Biscuit Cafe. So this is all the same franchisor had all three concepts. Okay. So they had bought the Flying Biscuit Cafe from Delia Champion in Atlanta, who created it back in the early 90s. Okay. Um, really cool concept. They, they it's, it's, you know, she put a lot of love into that whole concept. So anyways, they bought it and they had already signed the lease out at Stonecrest Shopping Center. They came to us knowing from the Mama Foos and the Moes, and they were like, hey, we like all as operators. We think this is a good opportunity. We've already signed the lease. Do you want to check it out? So we went down to Atlanta, looked at the concept, my, my dad and I, and uh, was like, yeah, this is a cool concept. We'll do it. Um, so open that. And then after Flying Biscuit. What, 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 years is, what years is all that? Mama Foos was what year? 2004. Okay. So you were wrapping up summer, the dessert thing? Yeah, and then you started Mama Foos. Yeah. Okay. And then when was the, the training and then Moe's? Uh, Moe's was about a year after that. Okay. I would say. All right. Yeah. Stonecrest, probably. I can look it up, but I think it opened probably 2007, probably. So you, within a couple of years, you had a couple of different styles and a couple of different locations. Yeah. 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 Was that difficult? Was that, you know, okay. go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, understatement? Well, it's just It's just a challenge just from a. You know, if you're doing the same thing, it's be like, hey, Johnny, go from here and help out over here. Yeah, that makes well, sense. Well, you can't, that makes like, because yeah. he's doing the same job every day. Well, go cook eggs over here, which I was able to do with some of the some of the people I ended up moving around and learning. So that part was fun because they got to learn new things. But also, yeah, the subbing. So that was. That makes sense. Yeah. Same restaurant, four locations. Okay, this yeah. is, hey, go make, you Somebody know, sure go, pizza from here pizza. to pizza over there. Yeah, I don't have to train you. Go work pizza station at this location. But from, you know, improper, or the flying biscuit to, you know, Mo's, Mo's rolling to, burritos to yeah. working a walk, so. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a challenge. It was fun. I'm up for a challenge. Um, so after that, Pizza Peel came on board. Okay. And that came about because yet my dad was friends um, with a gentleman, Paul McBroom, that owned uh, the neighborhood theater in Noda. And uh, he was friends with a guy who had the Mellow Mushroom franchise here in Charlotte. Okay. He had, and it ended up closing. Um, he didn't, something about Mellow, he didn't approve or I'm not sure, but he opened up the um, Moondog Cafe. So he flipped over Mellow to Moondog Cafe and kind of did the same menu. Mellow got a judgment against him, said you can't serve pizzas anymore. So he had the lease and, and my dad said, hey, you wanna take over a restaurant? All the equipment's in there, it'd be an easy in for something. Um, so I said, sure. At the time I was reading that uh, book, Ameri I think it was American Pie by Peter Reinhardt. Okay. All about pizza and stuff. So I was reading that, studying through. Gotcha. Uh, American Pie, like a, like a pizza pie. Yeah, gotcha. yep. I think it's American Pie. I know it's Peter Reinhardt's book all about gotcha. pizza. I'm gotcha. pretty sure it's American Pie. Um, and it's all about the story of searching for the great, you know, the best pizzas and cool. all that. So that kind of inspired me to come up with some pizza concept from um, 
I actually got in touch with Peter Reinhardt at the time. The was, author? Uh, he's the he's the yeah he's the author of the book, but he's also he's an amazing um, bread person. Like okay. he's a he's a pastry a bread chef pastry chef okay. Johnson and Wales uh, wow. alumni too. So he's a you know he's a big deal. Um, but he was here in Charlotte at the time uh -huh. with Johnson and Wales. And there's, I always go to, I'm big into music, bluegrass festivals and just live music overall. Yeah. But um, uh, there was a festival that Donna the Buffalo does every year, Shikori Hills okay. up in um, Carborough, North Carolina. So I know it's a crazy story, but the, the guys there had a pizza, they have a pizza shop and their crust was just like spot on. You take a bite of it, it's got this crunch and then this chew. So anyways, I emailed Peter, like, these guys come down from New York. I don't know how they do it, but this is what I'm looking for. He shot me a few recipes, and I ended up playing with them. And that's how I came up with the dough recipe for the pizza peel. No kidding. Yeah. I so love that. This, this is a great story, right? <laughs> when I first opened, I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have, you get your choice of white dough or wheat dough. Okay. And I did 8 inches, 12 inches, and 16 inches. Okay. So you come in, hey, I want the you know, a pepperoni pizza, white or wheat dough, you got your choice. So literally after the first week, cause I was making all the dough, uh, after the first week I'm sitting there like, this isn't gonna work. I can't do this. Well, the, you, had, you had to have on your dough tray, you had to have six different trays. So in, when you're, you know, so when you make a batch, that makes sense. That makes you make sense. a batch of dough, I'm gonna have to do eight ounces, 12 ounces and 21 ounces. So I'm dough bowling all this and separate and I'm like, it's too much. It's way too much. Hey, you so, can't like execute that that many, yeah. No, you can't because if I'm giving you a choice, then like I'm either having product that's gonna blow, and plus I'm wasting all my time, you know. So I was like, oh, there's a good lesson, <laughs> idiot. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> so I went to uh, two two sizes, a 16 and an eight, and uh, one dough, and I I like the uh, wheat dough um, better. So yeah. what, it's a 10% wheat flour and then high gluten flour, 90%, and then molasses uh, in there. So the molasses, it takes longer for the yeast to break down molasses, so uh -huh. we do a slow rise process, but it just had a different flavor profile than just normal, so that's why, that's why it's I It's so funny it. you say that, because we, we had uh, we had pizza peel oh, right earlier, on. right here, yeah. and I literally commented on the, on the, the, the like uh, crust or yeah. the you know bread. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. man, this it it looks it looked like gluten free, like right. um, you know, flour. I was like, man, like, yeah. I'm like, this is. I literally promise you, an hour ago, we were like, wow. I was like, I was like, this is so interesting. It was great. I loved it. Awesome. You know, but yeah. uh, anyway, it okay. gives it a, yeah a little different flavor profile. Very different. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're messing around with uh, the, the dough, the dough trying to figure that out. Up, yep, open up the restaurant there. Uh, they. Um, Mellow Mushroom and the guy who had it before was all was into beers, so he had a huge beer cooler. We had forty three beers on tap at okay. the time, so beer and pizza. We did that for a bit, and then uh, Blind Biscuit uh, over at um, Park Road Shopping Center. Okay, um, the gentleman who owned the center had uh, spoken to one of my father's friends and uh, ended up they were looking for something breakfasty, so we ended up signing the lease with them um, and open up the Flying Biscuit at Park Road. Nice. Just fine. Um, and then from there, we did the Monkey Joe's at Park Road too. Which Monkey was, Joe's? Yeah, okay. Monkey Joe's was also, it was like an indoor inflatable place. Yeah, 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 that's right. So okay. that was, that only- How did that come about? Cause same franchisor as Mama Foo's, 
uh, Flying Biscuit, uh -huh. all that was same franchisor. So the first outside restaurant was the Pizza Peel at Cotswold. Gotcha. Was the very first one that was outside gotcha, of gotcha. the franchising. Um, so yeah, that just came about because that building out there that used to be the old Casa Gallardo's and Shaw, I mean, it's been uh, Champs Americana. It was that big building where the Shake Shack and everything is now. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that, that came up and it was great rent number. So I was like, hey, let's give it a shot. Um, so yeah, that came up, did that. And then we did the pizza peel on Central. Um, and then we did the improper pig. That's when the switch at Mama Foo's. So that's a 10, we did all that in that 10 year span. Okay. And that's when the, the lease, I had the five year well, option. Gotcha, 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 so okay. that brings us back on that. And so I was like, hey, let's do something and see if we can make money. Cause yeah. the rent number went up a little bit. So we, that's how we came up with the Improper Pig. Um, Darius, who was in here, obviously, um, that you already know. But uh, he and I sat in and did the menu in about a week. We knew we wanted to do a barbecue place. Um, and so we just kind of created that menu and put it together and did ran you, with did it. Did you have any background in barbecue or no? Like that was like lesson learned again, like just different. Plan, I mean, just, just stuff in the house. I never worked in a barbecue restaurant. Gotcha. Uh, we had, but I'll, you know, just like I said, the barbecue chicken my parents do. I do butts all, you know, I've done butts. I had never done the brisket, um, but done pork and, you know. Gotcha. I always, I always cook too. That's just, you know, that's, I'm always cooking you in are. the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Making tacos from scratch, you know, I, I make the shells. I do, I just, I'm into the process of food. So if there's something I have, I want to be able to make the whole thing from. Have you food. always been like that? Or did you maybe get that at Johnson and Wales? Uh, or you saw I mom it, do that? I like think how? it's just my mom being into food. Yeah, definitely. My mom being into food and going, oh, okay, let's, oh, okay. Um, I just, I find, I find joy in, co in a cooking for someone and making like, I think that's part of what I, the restaurant is, is trying to make people happy and like yeah. lively. So I find joy in like, if I make you something, you're like, man, this is great. I feel like, oh, that's cool. Like that's where I find joy. Um, I feel like a lot of people in the restaurant business are like that. Yeah. Right? Like they just have a heart to like um, serve yeah. a client or a customer and like yeah. make them like, dang, like they were like, dang, that was a good sandwich or that was a good, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And so, because I, I feel like that's what my dad is too. He's yeah. very into like, you know, he's, you know, just Greek dad, you know, that just yeah. wants to like take care of the people and yeah. like, oh, hook him up with some onion rings or, you know, take him some, yeah. you know, appetizer on the house, you know, he's just very like that kind of person. Yeah. Um, Which so, I think is what delivers success, you know? I mean, I can remember stories at Mama Foo's being closed, just closed down, a couple comes in, they're late from the airport, it's 10.05 and you know, I'd already shut everything down and everything. And like, oh, are y'all? I'm like, oh yeah, of course. I'll I'll cook you, you something. What do you want? What do you want? I got you. Well, can we pay? No, I've already closed. The I don't, you know, but you're here, like. And so I think that connection, something like that, as opposed to no, we closed it at ten. Sorry. Yeah. You know, like or, just the, or, the thought, like these people came off the plane and came into our space, like yeah. let's take care of them. Yeah. Or it's it's nine forty nine. We're already closed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So interesting, interesting. But yeah, that's uh, so yeah, that's that was that. So then we did the peel at Central. Yeah. From there, or no, we had done the peel at Central. Then we did the pig. Then we did the peel out at Matthews, 
and then another improper pig down in Fort Mill. Okay. Um, really amazing space. Downtown, old mill town, but it's literally on the strip of Fort Mill. So much character in the wow. building. Um, we took off, I'm looking at the brick, because we took off the plaster on one of the walls and this huge brick wall that goes the whole side of the building. Yeah. And it's a Pepsi-Cola Pepsi -Cola sign. Nice. That was painted on because that was a billboard. They added our building on in like 2007 or uh, 1907. As I think when they added ours. So they covered up the wall and put plaster over it. So, I mean, it's still there. You can go in and see it's It's a beautiful wall. You're like, wow, this is really cool. Uh, so it's it's really cool space. Wow, that's awesome. That, just so just when I walked in and saw that, I was like, man, this place has good energy. Yeah. Like this is gonna be cool to do a restaurant in here. What have you learned about opening all these restaurants and location? Um, do you have to have the right location, or can food overcome that? Can service overcome that, or is that like one like what what are your thoughts generally speaking on you know if someone, if someone wants to start a business? Um, Location, where it's at, where it's located. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I think you can build a business anywhere, but location obviously is huge. Is a factor. Yeah, because the more traffic that's coming through, is more traffic coming through. Yeah. Right. So the numbers are bigger. Yeah. Just based the eyeballs, on you know, seeing the store. Yeah, which the restaurant business, right, is you know. If you're lucky, you're 30% food cost. Yeah. 30% labor, which yeah. now is higher than both. So, out of every dollar, you're you're 60 cents. If you're good at what you do, which is very hard, especially very right hard. now. Yeah. Third, I mean, in, in proper pig, you know, we're we're at 40% food cost because meats through the roof. Exactly. You know, 42. So, so in a in a business where at the end of the day, if you can put, they say what, five cents in yeah. your pocket on every dollar, you're doing amazing. Yeah. So numbers. If you're in a location that's doing numbers, matter. Can, but yeah, they matter. So, but you can build a successful restaurant anywhere um, or business by taking care of people. Look yeah. up. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have both, it's you're 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 stacking the odds in your favor. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I love that. Okay. Awesome. Um, I guess maybe wrapping up. What are what are any, any tips to anybody out there that wants to start a business? I mean, obviously you've had a lot of experience with you know, your family, franchises, your own, uh, desserts, barbecue, Asian. I mean, I feel like you've like almost done every, is there anything that you haven't done? Is there any concepts that you haven't touched? Steakhouse, have you done a steakhouse? I haven't done a steakhouse. Okay, so maybe steakhouse. We do, have, we do have great grilled meats on, on the menus at Them Proper Pig. We have a hickory fired grill. There so, you go. Yeah, we do, we do uh, steak. We do our ribs on there, chicken, salmon, so. Yeah. Right, here's a good question. Favorite dish at the restaurants? Out of all of them? No, no, like maybe like one at each restaurant. Okay. Is, is there anything that you really enjoy uh, at? Or, yeah. like, or like, what do you order when you I go? I would go uh, the pizza peel. Pizza-wise, I'm going the Godfather pizza. Okay, Godfather. Uh, I'm looking for uh, something, right now my current thing is the uh, kitchen sink burrito. Okay. So, that's all veg veggies. That's something I'll just make my, I was making it myself because I go in and be, you know, obviously always on the run. <laughs> so I make a veggie burrito and crush it to the next place because you don't have time to sit down and eat yeah. something heavy. You know, it's like, we got to go. Yeah. So uh, kitchen sink burrito at the peel, um, off saute. Um, 
I'm weird, man. So like improper pig, uh -huh. our, uh, our no pig sandwich. Delicious. No pig sandwich? Yeah. What it's is that? It's a vegetarian okay. thing. Uh, so it's a marinated portobello mushroom with balsamic vinegar. Okay. Uh, grill that off. Uh, smoked tomatoes, roasted red pepper, goat cheese to Sounds give it good. creaminess. Yeah. And then, uh, pesto. Uh huh. Um, pickled onion on there. I think that sounds good. It's delicious. Yeah, it's good. So I would go no pig or my other favorite thing to do, because um, like I said, I'm usually on the go. If I'm cooking, I'm cooking at home. So this is all usually lunch or late afternoon sure. stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one of my favorites is I'll take the um, our black eyed pea salsa. Okay. And then put our slaw on top, eat the slaw first. Then when you get to the black eyed pea salsa, it's got the creaminess from the slaw. That's good. Hey, these are the secrets, okay? This is By, the secret, yeah, these are the, hey, you're lucky you stuck around to <laughs> yeah. do this podcast because yeah. uh, I love that. Yeah, they might be like, what is what? You're ordering what? Like, <laughs> I'm just going to make it though. Hey, I'm this not, is uh, Will's secret recipe, uh, just this so you know. The, good, the goods. Um, and then at the Flying Biscuit Cafe, I'm going for. Um, with the black bean cakes, yeah. We have a, a dish that's got black bean cakes, eggs, uh, green um, salsa, tomatillo salsa. Uh -huh. And then I'm a Cholula nut, so I'll like douse it in Cholula, a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of onion on top, so. I love that's that, it. I love that. And okay. the grits, the creamy, dreamy grits, can't beat those. The grits, yeah. I love that. Okay, so tips for anybody that's maybe wanting to start a business. What are what are some suggestions, like, you know, one tip, two tips, just off the top of your head, what are some things that, if you're talking to a 18, 20, 25 year old, maybe somebody that's been, you know, yeah. maybe their family owns a business, maybe no one in their family has ever owned a business before. Um, you know, what, what, what would you suggest to them? Work under somebody, find a mentor, uh, do some due diligence, find something that they like. I don't know, what, what are your thoughts? on that yeah i would say uh the the best would be to if you're young enough and and you you can have the opportunity to just go in and figure out like working if you have a job but you want to get into your own business going working for someone going in and be like i'll be here from this time to this time this is what i can give you um just to see like okay what is this about yeah um, do i like this do i like the hours of this business is it That's a good point. you know as opposed to just jumping right in and opening anything and be like, hey, I'm going to go really check it out before maybe I don't like it. Ask questions, you know. That's a good point. I mean, I think just, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that. Well, my whole family dubbed me as the attorney of our family. Mm -hmm. They're like, ah, oh, Nick, he's the talker. We'll, we'll get him. I interned at a law firm when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. I hated it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Luckily, I actually worked. Yeah. And it and and I didn't just go Spend immediately immediately go and get a you know uh, you know political science degree yeah. and, then, and then like you know I find out seven years later that I hate it you know what I mean and so um, I like that that's very good sound advice for yeah. anybody go work for somebody or go volunteer go work for free for a couple hours yeah. five five ten hours a week. Yeah. And just see if you, do you like roofing? Do you like landscaping? Yeah. Do you like X, Y, Z catering or, you know, working for a bakery or whatever? I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. Anything else? Um, no, just be open. You know, I'll try to stay open to everything that's coming, coming your way, you know, find happiness, that. enjoy what you're doing and figure it out. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Yeah. Will, thanks for stopping by, man. Yeah. I really Good appreciate it. Hope you guys appreciated it. Um, I know I did. 
episode 15, season two of the Paper Trails podcast. Uh, they can find you guys, obviously, your Charlotte and the surrounding areas. Yep. Um, you know, go go stop by these guys' restaurants, yep. Improper Pig, uh, Pizza Peel, Flying oh, Biscuit Cafe. Cafe. Um, amazing food. We just had lunch there uh, today. And so um, follow these guys on all their social media platforms. And stay tuned. We have more episodes to come. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys soon. The restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply.